This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com. Your source for all things Kratom. Stephanie Van Dyke was on her way to a professional career in rodeo horse riding until she had an accident, which would give her chronic pain for the rest of her life. As a result, she got prescribed and hooked on opiate pain pills. Her opiate addiction took 10 years away from her life, and she lost custody of her children. Six years ago, Stephanie discovered Kratom, and it helped her break that addiction and lead a normal life. This is Stephanie Van Dyke, and this is her Kratom story. So, you're from Utah. Yes, I am. That's cool. Uh, I guess everybody that's not from Utah and you're from Utah, they'll ask you if you're a Mormon. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it it you know it's a frequently asked question. Yeah, that's all anybody knows about Utah. But other than it's a pretty state, I've been to Salt Lake. I've been through Salt Lake on a Greyhound bus, so that's about it. <laughs> oh man, oh yeah, no, it gets so much more beautiful. It's just amazing here. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think I've been through Zion on a in a van too with my old band too. So yeah, it's great. Oh stuff. well, see, I'm 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 a little bit more up north, like okay. uh, Bear Country. And you were talking about your job. What what is it you do for work? So I am an MDT technician. What that stands for is non-destructive testing. So there's different variations of the testing. There's ultrasonics, which is um, measuring defects by sound waves. I'm in radiography, which means I x-ray 737 uh, bearings for defects. All this whole story started off when you had a horse accident. Is that right? Yes. So I was... um, I, I had a very nice rodeo career, and I was on my way to a pro career, and I went on a mountain ride like I always did, and uh, we were riding uh, about a foot and a half wide trail with straight up mountain on one side and straight down to the dam on the other, and my horse lost her footing, and down we went, and I uh, broke my back and spent some time in a back brace and ended my rodeo career, and at the age of 21, had a doctor tell me that this was my life. I would never be able to be off pain pills the rest of my life. So, but this, yeah, so it pretty much yeah. ruined my rodeo career. I can still ride, but I can't rodeo like I used to. It just got too too hard on my back. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. And this was uh, this was how long ago? This was back in two thousand and one. Okay. Okay. And I and- spent from two thousand and one up to about. Six years ago, just running through, so I got fired by multiple doctors. Um, My pain doctor, the one who told me I would never be able to be off pain meds, he uh, kicked me off and I, you know, of course, was going to the street and buying them because I was so hooked. Yeah. It it was insane the amounts that they were, you know, prescribing 180 oxycotton and or oxycodone a month and soma and Valium and just everything. But of course, my addict brain told me I was in a lot of pain too. 
So when they first, when you first got prescribed pills, what what kind were they, and and did did they keep going up and up? Like yeah, well out? it start it it started out as Laura tabs, and then of course eventually those stopped working. No, for Paley, of course those stopped working, and then I went to Percocet, and then after Percocet I went to oxycodone and then um the original oxycotton and then back down to um uh oxycodone but only more of those so i mean they were just feeding them to me left and right you know i mean it was like they made money to do it so of course you know you just had to follow their rules and you come up shy on a pill count because of how many they're giving you and you're taken you know <laughs> upwards of 20 a day of course you're gonna run out and and so you'll and so you got fired from pain management a couple times yeah 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 and you said this uh opiate addiction lasted about 10 years yeah about 10 years and so so then when you run out i mean this is a common story for everybody then you have to start getting it you know on the underground market exactly yeah yeah I mean, and I, you know, and there was times when you couldn't really get a pain pill on the market, and so you'd settle for heroin, and you'd smoke that, and then, of course, yeah. the pills didn't work as good, and just really spiraled out of control so bad. So, you know, I mean, I had, I have five, I have five girls, and my older two are almost 16 and almost 14, and unfortunately... They got to see the brunt of my addiction along with their dads because um, he was also mm. addicted too. So it wasn't just me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in the divorce, he was doing well. And I gave him custody of my older two because I, I just had to flat out tell him I'm, I'm not okay right now. I, there's no way I can be a mom right now. So that went on for a while. And I ended up getting pregnant with my five-year-old. Um, and they took her right from the hospital because I wasn't technically supposed to be on them. Um, yeah. And they took her right from the hospital. And uh, DCFS offered me family drug court, which is very rough because there's kids involved. And I thought, you know, I'll just go through this family drug court and I'll just skim by and get away with it and do whatever I want anyway. And I'll get my kid back and I'll just continue doing whatever I want. Well, I was in family drug court for longer than I should have been because I kept relapsing. I kept relapsing and I'd get caught for it or I'd tell on myself and I, I was backtracking my date to getting her home. And I tried, I went to um, acupuncturist. I went to hypnotist. I tried every non-narcotic pain management that they could offer me and nothing worked and I stumbled into a smoke shop one day and somebody was getting some and they were talking about it and so I kind of overheard and I asked you know hey can I ask you some questions about it and they answered my questions and I got some and that's what got me through drug court and I graduated I got my kid back I got custody of my other two back and I've haven't relapsed at all or even thought about it since I started taking Kratom, okay. period. Your whole history of uh, a drug problem, just injury, is that right? right. I mean, had you yep. ever done any drugs before at all? Other no. Than, yeah. like You no, know, like I said, all. it was taboo. 
yeah. it was taboo, you know, around the lifestyle I was in because I was rodeoing. Yeah. So, it, you know, I mean, there's a lot dangerous. of bull riders on them and stuff, but not for barrel racers. It's, it's so frustrating to hear because it, you're really having a medical issue. That's what it is because of an injury. Right. It's r- not really because you're, you know, trying to whatever, get high and party. It's because, you know... You're taking strong opiates, it let, and then it caused you all this, all these problems. And I think that's mm-hmm. why people turn to kratom because it's it's something that actually helps. And well, and not only does it work for my pain, yeah. it also it I don't know. It's 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 the weirdest thing. It gives me the motivation to want to better myself. You know, when I was going through the family drug court, I went through the family drug court. I went back to school to a trade school and I got my welding certificate. And then after I got my welding certificate, I stumbled into NDT. And once, once I got my, into uh, this job for NDT, it was like my whole entire world opened up. But had, had you uh, completely gotten sober off the opiates before you discovered Kratom? Oh, I tried. Yeah, I tried a lot, um, you know, through <laughs> going to rehab a couple of times, um, you know, just uh, jail. I've been to jail a few times and it just nothing ever stuck. I tried and tried and tried. And, you know, I was in I always was in so much pain that I was I, I was out of options. Yeah. And I ended up, you know, having to go back to the doctor and. You know, when I went back to the doctor, it started out as, you know, oh, just 10 to get me through this little rough patch. And then once I got through the little rough patch, of course, my brain was like, you just need more. It was like a, you needed, it was like my brain was telling me you will not survive unless you have these. Yeah, yeah. And with the Kratom, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. I don't, I don't need it. You know, I take, I take two teaspoons. Every six to eight hours. Yeah, and that's it. Right, and it's, you know, I don't have to have more and have more and have more. It's just, you know, I take it, I get out of pain, and I move on with my day. But I don't have to search for it. And, you know, the whole pill game that you go through where you have to have it and you have to have it and you have to have it. There's, It's not that with Kratom at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great. It seems like, you know, they call it, the FDA calls it an opiate, opioid or whatever, uh, and they try to make it out like it's the same thing, but it really isn't. I We hear this from so many people, and we have thousands of comments I'm going through, and it's the same story. It's, you know, maybe it's a little bit, I kind of depend on it for my pain, or, you know, maybe I get into a habit where I take a little too much, but it's easy to cut down. The lifestyle has nothing to do with the opiate addiction lifestyle. And, you, no. know, you know, if it, and it's, I'm able to function, I can take care of my kids, well, I can go to work, blah, blah, and blah. And, yeah, exactly. When I was yeah. on the pills, I, you know, voluntarily gave my older two kids to their dad because I just I I couldn't be a mom and now I'm a mom of five and I work 40 to 50 hours a week I raise my kids they have a clear-headed mom that's literally present for them yeah when I there was I wasn't even around for my teenagers and I mean yeah I'm gonna spend a lifetime making up for that but it's okay now 
Yeah. Because they yeah. understand. They get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so how long ago did you uh, find Kratom? Um, so I was in drug court about a year and a half, and then I found the Kratom. So it's been just about six years now. Okay. So they took so they took my daughter right from the hospital, and she'll be six in she'll be six in July. Okay. Okay. That must have been pretty traumatic, huh? Oh man. I mean, and understatement. Yeah. It yeah. It it really was, you know. But I mean, at some point, I had to face the fact that I caused that, and I'm gonna have to make it better, you know. And mm. Of course, you know, I my addict brain actually used that experience to pretty much go off the deep end, deep end before I accepted the family drug court. And then once I accepted it, and then I kept relapsing and relapsing and relapsing. And then, like I said, I stumbled on Kratom, and that was life's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. And, for my life. And what's what what was the process of how you transitioned off of opiates to get on to Kratom? Because there's a lot of uh, addicts that have heard about Kratom and then, you know, they try it once, they say it does nothing and it's a whole big, you know, it's a big uh, load of crap. And But I, I want people to maybe, if they're listening to this and they're addicted to opiates, like, how how did you go... You know, did you taper off the opiates and then start to create them, or how did you well, do that? Well, so I was, so like I said, I was in family drug court, and I was pretty much clean except for relapsing every once in a while. It wasn't a bad relapse, so I had been clean probably about a week from my last relapse. Okay. And I was thinking to myself, oh, if I could just get the doctors to write me a note. And I tell them, and they fill out this form that maybe they'll give me something just, you know, and just so I can get by and I can still take something to pass my UA and I won't go to jail because if I don't pass my UA and I don't get everything approved on what I'm taking, I'm going to go to jail. And like I said, I stumbled into the smoke shop and I tried it and it took took me about a week before I got the dose right before or serving right before it actually worked for me and then once it worked for me I knew kind of where I was at and then I got on the internet and I you know started weeding through the bad articles and weeding through a lot of stuff I found a lot of really good support on there and some good vendors And I ended up buying from online, and then a whole nother world opened up. So what do you mean another world opened up? Like just the whole Kratom community world? Yeah. Like there are friends that I, you know, I have friends in the Kratom world that I've never met that I will, if they don't see me online for a little while, they make sure that I'm okay. And I don't even know these people, really just from that um not only that but i mean smoke shop stuff really isn't the greatest stuff either yeah so i found really good vendors and a lot of good support in those groups and um like i said if i have questions they answer it but really i mean it's 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 on your own it's all trial and error by yourself anyways but they give you a lot of support and they give you a lot of ideas and things to try 
you know, and better yeah. quality Kratom. And so in Utah, we have the Kratom Consumer Protection Act Yes, I was going to ask what that's here. like. Yeah. So, I mean, everything that we have here in a smoke shop is tested and everything else. But, you know, I mean, it's expensive, but it's not as good quality as you'll get from a vendor, but at least I know if I go to the smoke shop, I, at least I know that it is tested and that it is safe because I have heard four stories about smoke shop stuff that didn't say. Yeah. I mean, I, even, exactly. you know, it might be, there might be something kind of bath salts or something in it, but it also might just be a bag of dead leaves somebody got in their yard that they could sell as Kratom, which I think it's why the Consumer Protection Act is is uh, important. Yeah. So I know we have it here in Utah, but I am um, working with Laura Romney here, one of our senator ladies and our supporters. Okay. And um, I'm going to go to, I'm going to help out Idaho because they don't have a lot of people there. And I'm going to also help out Wyoming because they don't have a lot of people there either. Yeah. To stand up and speak so as you know me and Utah kind of around everybody I decided that I'm gonna help them as well and and had you gone to any hearings in Utah in, in the past couple of years nope I haven't but I am looking forward to yeah. doing my my first it'll be exciting I can't so and um, sorry don't mean to you know backtrack, but um, my D my DCFS worker and my family drug court judge actually I went and spoke at the uh, drug court graduation for new graduates, and I I I did I felt so good and so confident doing that that I think I want to get my story out there for the AK. You know, if people come from different parts and you know different everywhere from different states it just shows how much support is out there i told i actually told my uh teenager my 16 almost 16 year old i said you know there are family members that like to go and speak on behalf of their their parents as well and she goes i'll do it she goes i'll do it that's great <laughs> that's great because she you know can tell the whole story there Exactly. You know, she, cause she's seen me in my addiction and she's seen me now and how, you know, much I've changed. She says, I'll, I'll do it in a second, mom. You know, that's really a good idea too, because, you know, sometimes, you know, somebody will hear, Hey, I'm on Kratom now and I'm great. Well, sometimes drug addicts on heroin, alcohol say, Hey, I'm doing great. And they're really not. So if you get a family right. member to say, Yes, they are doing great. Then, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, even some added uh, added testimony there. But, exactly, uh, you know. You talked about a learning curve with uh, learning how to take kratom. Um, is was there any side effects in the beginning if you took too much or? Stay hydrated and basically. So for me, I get what they call the wobbles, yeah. and it's just. You know, I kind of, <laughs> so yeah, I get the wobbles and just kind of need to lay down and maybe feel sick to my stomach for a little bit, but I don't really throw up and yeah. it's not like, so I knew when I took too much on the pills because I would take too much and I would be completely out of it. 
Mm-hmm. And I'd need a nap and I'd need to do stuff. But at least if I get the wobbles on Kratom, at least I can still function. I'm not, you know, impaired. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah as opposed to opiates. And I asked everybody exactly. I asked everybody this who was on opiates and got off with Kratom. Are opiate withdrawals anything like if you hadn't had your Kratom in a couple of days? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Opiate withdrawals are the worst. I mean, you have to, like, you know, you're you're not getting out of bed, period. You're not getting to get out of bed. And if you do, it's because you got to run to the bathroom and you got to throw up or it'll go the other direction. And the yeah. stomach and the restless legs and you won't sleep for days. Oh, it's it's horrible. But um, I've, there are some days I go without Kratom and go to bed and I wake up fine. And sometimes, you know, I get the little restless legs, but nothing that I can't handle. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can still get up and be a mom. It's, it's almost like I've, I'm hearing this from so many people. It's almost like I'm giving you a script, but I'm really not. Everybody, <laughs> they're telling me this because <laughs> somebody said, somebody said the exact same thing. It's like I'll still go to work. I can still yeah. be a mom. You know, it's not where I'm like, okay, well. I'm going through withdrawals. I have to lay in bed, and that's all I'm going to be good for for about a week. So can you take my kids? Not yeah. like that. How do you prepare Kratom? Oh, so for me, um, I don't know if it's that I've been taking it for so long that I don't mind it, but I've never really minded the taste of Kratom. So yeah. I just put it in some warm water in a little bottle that you shake up, and I shake it up really good and just chug it back. And then I'll drink a half a bottle to a bottle of water just to – you know, stay hydrated because I'm yeah. chasing three little girls around all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I just mix it up with a little bit of warm water and take it back. Do you have preferred strains that you like? Um. So I don't really do too well with whites. Um. Yeah. They don't really do for me what they do for other people. You know, give them so much energy and stuff. So I just pretty much stay away from the whites because they're not everything that everybody made them out to be. So I stay away from the whites and I mostly, uh, I, I, I do like blends once in a while, but I like to stick with straight greens and I like to stick with, I like the fermented red for sleep a lot Yeah. because my pain is so bad. It wakes me up at three, four five o'clock in the morning and I end up hurting so bad. But if I take some fermented red, I'll sleep all night long, as long as one of the kids don't wake up. I mean, you've been taking it for six years. Have you noticed any? Some people even talk about hair loss, which I just heard about. Yeah. And... Yeah, so I started losing some hair. Oh, so really? I found some. So I found some moringa for that, and also, like, an, it's called Knott's Gelatin. I also take that. I take a teaspoon of the Knott's Gelatin a day, and, I'll, and then I'll take two teaspoons of moringa a day, and it's... I'm, it's all coming back nicely. Uh, how how do you yeah. spell that moringa? Oh, um, M O R I N G A, I believe. Okay. I've been on kratom science since fall of 2018, and I only in the last month started heard, hearing about hair loss. That's it's good. That, <laughs> it's good that there is a uh, control for that. Then, not yeah, definitely and moringa. 
So yep, exactly. You just take two teaspoons of moringa and some knot skeleton. You can get them both on Amazon. And after about three weeks, you'll stop losing the hair and it starts to grow back. Wow, that is really great. It's, it yeah, seems and, like any any uh, you know negative thing with kratom is manageable with other things like lots of water for the constipation, this for hair loss, yep. uh, and it's yep. not not too bad if you get into a habit of taking too much. Not too bad coming off of it, but uh, yep. And so it, my yeah. main ad- my main advice to anybody would be to weigh your doses. I take five grams. No more, no less, every day. Yeah. That keeps my tolerance in check and it makes sure I know exactly how much I'm taking and what effects I'm getting from five grams. But I found five grams is my sweet spot and I stick with that and that's where I'm at every day. Yeah, and that is not much at all. I mean, I the last two days that I took it, I took like seven grams. Of it, <laughs> it lasted oh, all day. And and re- well, so I'm only about 110 pounds. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very big. You know what so I mean? I'm like so I'm like two and a half of you. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it just really depends. I think on people's body yeah. weights, and, and yeah. that's just my opinion on body weight. Oh, I'm sure too. it does. It, in the beginning, when you were first coming off of opiates, did it? Number one, did it cut down on your cravings? And were you taking more when you were first coming off of uh, the opiates? Yeah, of course, because I was brand new. I didn't know really where to start, so I just kind of started until it started to work, and then once it started to work, I would take that, and then later found out, hey, you know, uh, I I read somebody's comment on a post that said, you know, really, less is more, and so I was like, hmm, I doubt that, you know, because with anything that makes you feel better, it's got to be more, you know, you got to take more. And so I was like, okay, so I start, I bought a scale and started um, weighing what I was taking. And then I started going down and really less is really more. That's the other weird thing about Kratom is, is I've heard that from other people too. It's well, we had Jen and she was a, uh, you know, she was on opiates and she started off taking a lot because right. every couple hours she had a craving. She found that too, less is more, and, and she tapered yep. off. It's so it's so um, against the instinct of anybody that's been addicted to anything. Like, the more alcohol you have, the better you feel. The more opiates you have, the better you feel. With Kratom, it seems like... It's crazy. You know, I, I read somebody's comment, and I was like, nope, it's not true. But that comment stuck with me for like, yeah. A week, maybe two, and I was like, because it wasn't really working as it was before, and I was like, all right, fine. So then I bought myself a scale, and I measured out what I was taking, and which was like eight eight or nine grams at a time, depending on how I, you know, scooped it or whatever, and I was like, okay. So then I started cutting back, and then I would go to six, and then I finally found, and then I went to four at one point, and that wasn't doing anything, so I added another gram to that, and then the next morning when I got up and started moving around, I started out at five, and that's where I've been for about a year now. To me, on the body, like five grams is probably like having two cups of coffee. I mean, it's not like right. hard on the body like every other drug is. I mean, even exactly. coffee, even coffee get, makes you a little anxious if you have too much, little jittery. But uh, 
Yeah, it's yeah, really an amazing I com- thing. I completely stopped drinking caffeine, period. Yeah. Like, once in a great while, I'll get a Starbucks or something, but I used to drink a 24-pack of Mountain Dew, and I would drink five or ten of those a day. Oh, wow. And... So I cut out the carbonation and I started feeling better and I just started drinking coffee and then I started tapering off the coffee and I got completely off of caffeine and completely off of carbonation and I feel a hundred times better just for those two reasons right there too. There is a lot of like health consciousness when I start getting into Kratom. I'm like, well, this sugar's not going to feel too good and this isn't going to feel... It's kind of like I, I have the Kratom. It makes me... It gives me that whole thing where I'm not anxious and so I don't really need anything else to feed that kind of... To give give yourself a treat, you know? You don't really need it as much. So I, I, exactly. I think it cuts down the craving for other types of treats like sugar and any other drug that has no nutritional value whatsoever. So. Exactly. I mean, but when I was out there, you know, using and taking pills, it was like, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing with my body because I'm not really thinking about that. And yeah. I don't really care because I'm not thinking about that. You know what I mean? But yeah. then, you know, without all that fog and everything from that the pills created with a clear head with Kratom, it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to start changing my diet a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So we do that, you know? Yeah. It just it really gives me the drive to want to better my life from going to school to, um, you know, getting outdoors with my kids, you know, before with my older two, I never really did a whole lot. We would sit home, you know, and that's about it. But now, and it's funny that, you know, I'm not using drugs all the time. I actually have a really good job and I have money saved. So if we want to go camping, I'll pack my kids in the car, and there we go. We want to go on an adventure to somewhere we've never been before. Let's go. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And it and it sounds like you have a happy home too. I didn't I didn't mind all the background noise. It was actually good. It actually enhanced (laughs) the uh, interview. (laughs) Thank you, Stephanie Van Dyke. Stephanie is a solid, solid person. She is awesome. I'm so happy to be able to have these conversations. Misty Brown referred me to Stephanie and there's so much love for Misty Brown in this Kratom community so thank you Misty for referring me to Stephanie. I am privileged to be part of this community. The music is by Risey. The song is called Memories in Thailand. The Creative Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher for KratomScience.com Take care.